This is the legal podcast brought to you by Legal Hub Uganda, taking the law to the last mile. Hello listeners, welcome to yet another edition of the Lego Podcast, proudly brought to you by Lego Hub Uganda, this time in partnership with Legit Innovate. My name is Haba Tudeke and I will be your host for today. Today we are going to be discussing matters concerning small claims, how people recover money from normal lending, among other issues that will be covered in this podcast. And at the end of the show, we hope that you, our listener, will be able to know how to recover money from normal lending and borrowing and probably identify mechanisms of ensuring that whichever money you give out, you can always get it back. I am privileged to have uh, a lawyer in the studio, co-founder and CEO, Legit Innovate, whom I'll give the next few seconds to say hello to us and uh, greet us as uh, we start this podcast. You're most welcome. Thank you very much, Herbert. I'm very privileged to be here. Uh, as introduced, my name is Donald Massa. I'm co-founder and CEO at Legit Innovations Limited, which is a legal tech uh, solution which um, specifically provides legal documentation, advice and information to small businesses, uh, mostly online through our website www.legit.ug and also through our social media channels. And we're happy to be using this medium to provide legal information to our users and followers. You're most welcome to the Lego podcast. Thank you very Well, much. let's first get this out of the way. Is it legit innovate or legit innovation? Because I seem to say innovate and you said innovation. So which yes. is which? Uh, so the official name is Legit Innovations Limited. Uh, legit Innovations for short, but we mostly just call ourselves legit. Legit, just legit. Legit, yes. Okay. So I, I sort of said legit innovate. Do you use it in any form or it's something that people shouldn't consider while talking about legit? Uh, yes, we use it on our social media, specifically in our Twitter. Our handle is at legit innovate. But on Facebook, we're at legit and on Instagram and YouTube and LinkedIn, we're at legit innovations. So, you know, small difference, really. It's the same thing. Okay. We're here to innovate yes. access to legal services. That is the bottom line. Yes. <laughs> okay, so maybe as we delve into our discussion today, which is going to center around uh, small claims here in Uganda, um, I'm eager to know, is legit the full name or is it a short form of something? Legit basically combines uh, legal and IT. Okay. So basically, we provide, we simplify access to legal services using technology. Okay, so is why we are legit. So it is a legal IT, then in short, it's legit. Um, so the full name is Legit Innovations Limited, the official name. Okay. And what we usually go by is just legit. Okay. Uh, which um, is abbreviated to include legal and IT. Okay. Yes. I, I think it's very necessary to make that clear for our listeners and probably viewers yes. so that in case they're associating with us, they know just who they're associating with. Well, small claims. When you talk about small claims, what do we mean? What are small claims? Well, uh, a small claim under Ugandan uh, jurisprudence or our legal system is a 
a legal claim, a civil claim um, arising from uh, debt or supply of goods or contract which does not exceed 10 million Uganda shillings. That's what um, is defined as a small claim. So it's basically any form of transaction under which money is not going above uh, 10 million shillings? Yes. Maybe a practical example would uh, shed a little bit of light. Yes. So let's say I am supplying to Legal Hub a set of microphones. And these microphones cost 5 million shillings. And we have a contract under which Legal Hub is supposed to pay me in a month. And then for some reason, Legal Hub doesn't pay, does not answer my phone calls, does not um, you know, respond when I, when I text or anything like that. Um, then I have a claim against Legal Hub. And because it doesn't exceed five, eight, 10 million shillings, it is a small claim. Okay. Yes. So what kind of person can, when, when you talk about small claims, what sort of person, what, what, bracket, what bracket of people is it? Anybody who is demanding money? Or must it be a company? Can it just be a normal trader probably in town? Not a company, but an individual? Is it anyone? or just That's a good yeah. question. So uh, the small claims procedure is established uh, under the small claims procedure rules of 2011 um, by the Uganda judiciary. And it basically permits human persons to... Um, take use or benefit from this process so companies are not eligible so basically you have to be an actual physical person and the claim must be civil so not criminal yeah. and must relate to the supply of goods debts and rent yeah. uh, so you know marriage or any other civil matters family wrangles cannot be covered under small claims procedure Okay, so you have spoken about the small claims rules, is it? Yes, the small claims procedure so, rules. So it is safe for our people, our Ugandans outside there to know that small claims is not an abstract concept, but it, it is rather something that is practical and it's legally governed in Uganda yes, here. It, we're discussing it in the context of it being a legal concept. Hmm. Yes. Okay, so I understand that there's a procedure that, one, that a person has to follow if he or she has a small claim to institute, but just before you get to the procedure, uh, is, is it a court of law that you go to or where do you go to to institute small claims proceedings? Uh, thank you. Small claims proceedings are instituted and determined by uh, magistrates' courts. As um, those of us who have legal background know that uh, civil disputes or courts have jurisdiction and in civil disputes, they have pecuniary jurisdiction or territorial jurisdiction. So this, since it relates to claims and money, it falls under pecuniary jurisdiction. So we know that chief magistrates can hear cases up to 50 million and grade one magistrates up to 20 million and beyond 50 million they go to high court. So for small claims procedures, uh, the jurisdiction lies with chief magistrates courts and in Uganda, this procedure is available in over 27 uh, chief magistrates courts where these okay. matters can be had. Mm. Okay. Yes. So kindly walk us through the process. If, for example, I as Habato uh, Deke have supplied somebody my goods maybe worth 9 million shillings and this person is not paying, 
what sort of steps should I have in mind as I'm instituting maybe proceedings against this person to recover my mind or whatever I'm supposed to get? Yes. Maybe if I could just backtrack to why small claims are not a normal procedure because you can still institute this case in a grade one magistrate's court um, with the same facts. The challenge is that our courts now have are overwhelmed usually with matters. So mm. there's case backlog, uh, over 6,000 matters um, have delayed over two years without being uh, determined by courts. Uh, so a lot of cases take long to be determined if you follow the normal procedure because you have to do mediations, uh, you, uh, you have to do scheduling conferences, you have to have witnesses, you have to cross-examine and all these procedures that happen. Um, so this procedure was instituted to quicken the um, resolution of small disputes so that the, they do not contribute to the case backlog. So that if you have a small dispute, you're not burdened by taking it to court and it takes three years mm, and yes. the money is small anyway. Mm, so mm. If, if the money is a lot, then it makes sense to fight if you know for a longer time so basically to make it quicker to resolve these small uh, normal transactions yes so how do you go about instituting a small claim first of all um, you have to take the preliminary steps before you mm. go to court you have to prove that you've tried uh, other means of, mm. of resolving this and recovering your money you know, properly. recovering your mm. money properly so reach out contact the opposing party who you would call the respondent in this case um, so you can call them you can message them you can visit them and ask for your money um, but maybe on that point what is safest to do is it safer to make a phone call or probably to write a document it because is always safe mm. to write a document okay. to have documentary evidence okay. because if you end up in court you need to adduce evidence and oral mm. evidence is hard to adduce mm. because you need witnesses and the person to whom you spoke may mm. uh, deny. So Ever seeing you. Yes, <laughs> always best to write okay. down. Yes, to always have it in writing. Mm. And also the Contracts Act provides that for contracts whose value exceeds 500,000 shillings, which is about uh, 25 currency points, it has to be in writing. Mm. So also the law uh, supports that um, contracts of this magnitude have to be in writing so mm -hmm. you're safe if you have any transaction above 500,000 shillings to put it in writing. I think it's very important for our, for our listeners to, to get that point. Eh? Any transaction above 500,000 must be in writing. Yes. For what are the consequences? Okay, so what are the consequences of it not being in writing? You know, many times I don't know but traders have this tendency of maybe somebody comes to your wholesale shop then you give something on credit, but because you know this person, you have transacted before, you don't have any document or anything. What is the implication of you probably dealing in more than 500,000 without any contractual sort of document? The implication is that it will be hard for you to recover that money if the person you're dealing with does not pay or you have a dispute. Because mm. if you end up in a court of law, you have to prove. Mm. And the only person who can prove is the person against whom the date is held and they have an interest in not disclosing that mm. so if okay. you have no proof you know basically the 
uh, position is that he who alleges must prove. Yes, yes. You know, mm. in, in our uh, procedures, civil criminal procedure, you always have to prove your case. Mm. How do you prove your case? With evidence. Uh, evidence can be oral, it can be written, um, you, you know, it, it can be in different forms as per the Evidence Act, as many lawyers would know. But again, documentary evidence is always based because um, it's easier to prove okay. and harder to, to dispute. Yes. I think that point has uh, clearly gone home. So our dear listener, our dear viewer, wherever you are, if you're transacting beyond 500,000, you have heard it from an expert that uh, this transaction should be written. The law requires it that yes. it must be written. It is a legal requirement. Yes. As I was saying, first step is contact the opposing party, preferably in writing. If they do not get back to you, then um, issue a letter of demand. Um, so now you're formalizing your demand more. A letter of demand is basically a document uh, containing your uh, request to the other party. And um, you can draft it out yourself or the rules provide a, a template that you can use. The small claims procedure rules under the first schedule have a template of a notice of demand that you can use to um, write to the other party setting out the facts of your claim and the amount you're seeking and you give the opposing party 14 days to respond uh, and settle your claim okay yes uh, so now this is the second step okay third step if they don't respond within 14 days um, after you've delivered the demand notice and when you deliver the demand notice make sure it's received so you don't just go and push it under the door and mm. disappear they have to sign and show mm. or some adult member of their household has to acknowledge receipt because service has to be effective mm. uh, for it to be received the party might say i was never served mm. and if you've not served the party then um, service is defective and they are not a competent uh, party to your claim if they have not been served with the facts uh, to your case. Yes, and, and I also know that uh, technology is sort of overtaking the world and many, many people prefer to probably send an email. Is it something that is viable or you must physically serve? So, yes, you may send an email. The Evidence Act provides for it. Of course, this procedure is not one that's heavy on the procedural aspects so you know civil procedure rules but you may send an email but you have to prove that it was you know received or, okay. or, or acknowledged um, because of course the email will show you when it was received but the person might say i don't use that email or, so it's safer to rely on uh, on, on, on a written letter of demand a notice of demand which the other person has to write their name and sign mm. to acknowledge that they have received it okay yes and uh, when that happens and they don't adhere to your demand notice after those 14 days report in person to your local court your local chief magistrate's court um, and uh, basically um, report the your claim to the clerk of that court um, and give them as much evidence as you you have of the case so con any contract any document of proof uh, their name and address of, of, of the counterparty 
um, and telephone number and so on and so forth. The, the clerk will then help you fill out a claim form, which is under the second schedule to the small claim procedure rules, and we prepare summons uh, and also give you a hearing date um, and give you the summons, which you have to uh, again uh, deliver to, to the other party to summon them to come mm, yeah. for the hearing. Um, and once that is done, uh, again, you have to serve the summons. The service has to be effective. Uh, it has to be within seven days. And then you have to file an affidavit of service to show that you actually did mm. serve this person mm. and that they received and acknowledged um, the service. Um, and then you go to the hearing, which is basically where the judicial officer will call the case, um, you know, the different parties, you, the claimant, and um, the, the the respondent will appear in court, and any witnesses you're allowed to bring any witnesses to appear in court to support your case. Uh, lawyers are usually not required in this matter because it is a straightforward case, and to simplify it more and not complicate it, you don't need to have legal representation. You can have legal advice, but you're not required to have legal representation and the case does not uh, follow the strict uh, rules of civil procedure as a normal uh, case would take so you know opening statements cross-examination mm. and so on and so forth it's basically simple and the judicial officer basically is in charge of mm. the the, the entire process. Okay, so it's something yes. rather easy to yes to walk through as a person without necessarily having legal knowledge. Yes. Okay. You, you don't have to have any legal background mm. or expertise, and judgment is passed immediately after the hearing, so you don't have to wait for judgment or notice. But in any case, it can be given within 14 days after the hearing, and the judgment of the court is final. Mm. Um, it cannot be appealed against, so in no more. Um, civil procedure, you can appeal from grade one magistrate to high court, to court of appeal to supreme court um, and it can take 10 years to determine a case with appeals and counter appeals. The only remedy against this procedure is an application for review um, and here you'd be arguing that you've discovered new facts that you did not have during the hearing uh, but so appeal is not allowed, but you may apply for review, okay. which is another pos remedy for um, you know disputing um, judgments arising from you know civil uh, matters. Okay. Yes. Yes. So after the judgment is given, the opposing party is required, or in this case, the judgment data is required to pay, uh, to immediately pay the amount of the judgment debt um, and the receipt of the amount should be, um, you know, immediately given and also filed with the court to show that the case has been disposed of. If the unsuccessful party cannot comply with the judgment immediately, they can ask the court for time and, you know, the court can basically give them a schedule of payments to be able to pay. Should they fail to pay, then the case goes to what is called execution. Okay. Um, in, in which cases are resolved when the party, the opposing party is unwilling or unable 
to fulfill the conditions of the judgment so execution uh, basically um, is when the person can be taken to civil court you know maybe arrested uh, until they pay and so on and so forth so when that uh, fails you may enforce your judgment by again going to the clerk of the court and reporting that the person has failed to pay and then the execution procedure will ensue mm. yes so that is the procedure of instituting and concluding a small claims procedure okay so i i think much appreciation goes to legit and uh, you our senior expert in the studio today for walking us through this procedure maybe just one question as we conclude because our time has uh, caught up with us maybe well, you talked about a judgment data but okay let's assume i'm the person who is uh, demanding new money then i take you to court and probably I, I, I have one court says that you pay who of us is the judgment data is it me or it is you so the person who is demanding is mm. a judgment creditor okay so i'm the creditor here because i'm demanding yes mm. the person demanded is a judgment data okay yes thank you so much so like i said our time has caught up with us maybe you'd uh, give us some parting shots as we close this uh, specific edition of the lego podcast today Uh, yes so in conclusion the small claims procedure is a simpler way to resolve uh, civil disputes in weeks or less than a month uh, as opposed to the normal court procedure which would take you know maybe six months or a year or two depending um, so it basically helps people who carry out normal transactions traders business people to should they have disputes to resolve them quickly normally people avoid the courts and try to do things take matters into their own hands try and uh, maybe get someone to arrest the person or, or, or whatever which some of these actions are not legal so if the other person takes you to court then you know your actions were illegal and then you you're basically also on the wrong so mm. this is a legal avenue for you to Uh, basically perform your obligations under any of your contractual undertakings easily and quickly and this is important to us also as legit because we primarily support small and medium enterprises with legal documentation so that should they have problems like these mm. then then they can undertake um, procedures such as uh, small claims to recover their money um, so how we can support Uh, small businesses of that nature is we provide them legal documents on our website legit.ug and we also provide legal advice and information mm. um yes so um i think that is what they should know however for any further information they can reach out to us uh on our website www.legit.ug you can be able to chat with us in real time on the website uh, via whatsapp or on facebook just search for legit and on twitter legit innovate and also on instagram legit innovations limited and we are available to advise and assist mm. um in any matters um involving um you know the running of a small business so we help small businesses right from establishment so incorporation to running their businesses agreements contracts 
other legal documents, intellectual property registration, uh, legal advice, um, and basically any legal processes that they need to undertake in running their business. Yes. Okay, thank you so much. That's all the time we had for this podcast today. Till next time, I have been your host, Habatudeke, and with me in studio has been a legal expert, CEO, legit Donald Massa. Thank you for being in the show today. Thank you very much, Herbert, for hosting me. It is uh, my utmost pleasure to have been part of this show. And I hope that we have been of benefit to our audience. Yes. Thank you. You've been listening to The Legal Podcast, brought to you by Legal Hub Uganda, taking the law to the last mile. For more information about this and other topics, you can reach us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter. You can also call 0392-176-853 or visit www.legalhubug.org.